Breaking Verses Down is brought to you by God. God, speaking through Pastor Jason since 2002 and in charge of the universe since always. was a man named Chico Philly DDD and he wanted to learn to podcast so a podcasting did he he wanted to learn to podcast and a podcasting did he well now that I've scared away all the squeamish people we'll begin Hello, welcome to episode three of the podcast that I like to call Breaking Verses Down. Say what? Yes, that's right. Let's deal with the housekeeping first, and then we'll get into the word here. I'm Jason McKenzie, by the way. People call me Chico, and this is Breaking Verses Down, and it's that because I came up with a name change. You see, if you've listened to my first two episodes, the name was Break It Down. And then I did a little research and found out that there are a lot of podcasts out there that happen to be called Break It Down, believe it or not. So they were here way before me. So I did what's the professional and mature thing to do. I renamed my podcast and I did some research and found out that no other podcast is called this. And it even explains my podcast in a far better description. So, from here on out, we will be known as Breaking Versus Down, and I even got a really cool acronym for the kids out there, because I know they're really into those acronyms, TTYL, TMI, all that good stuff. This one's going to be called BVD. Yes, another roaring episode of BVD coming your way. And I'm not so live from my sister-in-law's living room because I had to get away from my children because my sons were both chasing each other with a spatula. And um, I had to get out and do somewhere else. So coming to you, not so live from my sister-in-law's living room, it's Jason McKenzie, Breaking Verses Down. And today we are going to talk about the shortest verse in the Bible. And that shortest verse in the Bible is John chapter 11, verse 35, and it just simply says, Jesus wept. You're probably wondering how I'm going to fill in a half an hour talking about how Jesus wept. Well, if you're asking that, you don't know me very well, because I can preach way longer than half an hour on two simple words. But I'll try to do my best to keep it on to a half an hour here and um, follow the um, outline as I have it here. And I'm so glad you're here today, and I'm just going to pray, and the Lord's going to bless this in every possible way. I just know it. Your um, hearts are going to be touched from this. And um, so let's just pray. 
Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, I just declare, God, that people would have a greater understanding of this verse, that they would see not only that um, you know that they love you, but that you love them and understand them in a greater way. And I just declare a blessing over this podcast and the people that hear it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So, how am I going to fill half an hour in? It's called filler, ladies and gentlemen, and I have a little bit here, but it's holy filler. And that's what's so beautiful about this podcast. I decided to do a little research, and I researched the top five shortest verses in the Bible. And I'll just go into them right here. Number five is 1 Thessalonians 5.20, where it says, Despise not prophesyings. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 is our number four shortest verse in the Bible. Pray without ceasing. Luke 17.32 is number three on our list. And it says, Remember Lot's wife. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 says, Rejoice evermore. That's number two. And the number one, drum roll please. John 11.35, which is what we're going to talk about tonight. Jesus wept. And I absolutely love this verse. And I'm going to explain why I love this verse. A little more trivia first though. In the English version, how it's translated in English for the Bible, Jesus wept is the shortest verse. However, in the Greek translation, the shortest Bible verse is 1 Thessalonians 5.16, Rejoice Always. So I'm no linguist, but um, there's your tidbit for tonight. And Okay, so there are two other times in the Bible where Jesus wept. In Luke chapter 19, verse 41, Jesus wept for Jerusalem. And in Luke 22, verse 44, Jesus was praying to his father and he was in so much anguish that it says that he was weeping there as well. But we're going to focus on John 11.35. Jesus wept. And as I say, I, I, I love this verse. And it's amazing to me that two words can make such an impact. It, it's just amazing. And whenever I've, whenever I've read this verse, it just bounces right out at me. And it just gives me perspective of my Lord. This verse is powerful because it shows us a glimpse of the human emotion that's inside Jesus that makes him genuine. And to truly understand it, we have to um, read the verses before this in John 11, starting at verse number one, and we're going to go all the way to verse 35. We're going to read John 11, 35. This is where we're going to get to. And right now we're going to do John 11, verse 1. Sorry, I'm scrolling while I'm talking at the same time. So, starting at verse 1, away we go. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister, Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters went to the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, 
He stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a a short while ago, the Jews were tried, the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you are going back? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daylight will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will not get he will get better. Jesus had been speaking about his death of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and and for your sake I am going I am glad that I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go, that we may die with him. Gotta love sarcasm. Jesus comforts the sisters of Lazarus. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Mary, to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Mary answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection on the last, at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforted her, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out. They followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been there, here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. I'm just going to have a little sip of my bubbly here, and then I'll continue. Praise God. So, what does wept mean? I think you can all figure that out, but if you want the actual term explained, wept means to shed tears. So when it says Jesus wept, Jesus shed tears. And there's so many things about the scripture that amazes me. 
And it shouldn't be surprising because God in himself, Lord Jesus Christ, amazes me in particular. So clearly, Mary and Martha are um, mourning loss here, and they're hurt, and they're, they're grieving. They have lost Lazarus. And Jesus knows, he knows that he's going to heal Lazarus. He's told this to the disciples. He's told this to, to the sisters. And the, uh, they may not be totally understanding it, but this, this, is, this is what's going to happen. And Lazarus basically, or pardon me, Jesus, he knows what's going to happen. But at the same time, he's moved. He's moved because the people that he cares about so much are mourning and are weeping and are are devastated by what has happened. And Jesus moved into an emotional moment as well, and, and, and he wept. He took four days to get where Lazarus was, and he already knew that there would be a happy ending. So you have to realize this, that he knows what's going to take place here. He knows that it's going to be great for them to see what happens. But yet he still weeps because he cares about these people. He has compassion for these people. And he feels what they feel at that moment. And he weeps almost out of respect, I guess you could say. So despite all this, Jesus wept. And he felt the emotions of the sisters. So much so that he was overwhelmed by the mourning. And he showed his true human emotion. And he wept as well. And that is so important for us as believers of him to know. The fact that Jesus wept justifies the fact that we all have moments where we're sad, where we're hurting, where we're mourning, and where we weep, where we break down and cry. And this scripture justifies that. It shows that he understands. He understands our pain, our sorrow. He was a God and he was human. And he gets us and he understood us. He brings himself down to a level of his friends who are hurting. And I think that is huge. We are not to look above people who maybe aren't walking the same walk that we are and say, well, if they could just be a little more spiritually mature, then maybe they would they would be doing far better off right now than their immature weeping right now. No, Jesus loves those people and he brings himself to their level. I've worked with kids for a long time. And one thing I know about working with children is you need to bring yourself down to their level, not only physically in size, but mentally and emotionally. You need to see life from their perspective to understand what they're thinking and to show the proper amount of respect and compassion to them by coming down to their level and understanding. At this moment, Mary and Martha are weeping, and so are many of the other Jewish people that are there. They're all weeping the loss of Lazarus, and he has brought himself down to see how they see this situation, and he weeps. He weeps with them. He's with them on this, and it's powerful, very powerful. To, to, to see that visual in your head. I can't, I got to tell you the truth. I, I can't worship someone who doesn't understand me and all of the extremes that go on in my mind. If I'm going to turn something into my God, that, that thing has to understand me as much as I 
need to understand him. It needs to be a relationship. And relationship with God is so important. A relationship. You know, I'm in a relationship with my wife. All we have to do is look at each other sometimes, and we both know what each other are thinking. And that, that's the way we have to picture it with God. We understand each other, and we, and we know each other. So I can't call something my, my God if it doesn't understand me in all of my moments of weakness and vulnerability. And here, that's, that, that's what's happening. Jesus is showing vulnerability in the fact that he will weep about this as well. He felt their grief. He had compassion for them. And there have been moments in my life where I'm weeping and I know God feels me, understands me, and is with me in the sorrow. He may know that down the road, things are going to get a lot better, but he doesn't dismiss my raw emotion and just throw it away because he knows what's going to happen. He, he's with me in the fall. He's with me in, in the pain, and he's with me in my victories as well, I might add. This isn't all about pain and sorrow. This is about victory as well. He's with me in that. And he feels happy when I'm super happy. We're in a society where we're told to be strong. You just have to be strong. You just have to suck it up. Tears show weakness and you don't want to do that. Yeah, you don't want to be strong. This message especially has been told for for generations and generations to the men out there. That they are, they are not to weep. That they are to... Um, show strength to their family, and a strong man wouldn't cry. Growing up, I got to tell you the truth. I cried a lot. I was like beyond what I should probably cry. I was scared of everything. I mean, I was scared of worms. My my sister used to chase me around the yard with worms, and I used to run away, and um, I couldn't watch certain shows. Anybody who knows me knows that my um, kryptonite is the littlest hobo, and if you're in some other part of the world that you've never heard of the Lilith Hobo, don't look it up because you might start crying too. It's about a dog that doesn't have a home and just goes from place to place. And yes, I do know that that dog chose to live that way, but it still made me cry. And uh, another analogy is when I was a kid, I I, I remember watching this comedy show on TV and... Uh, there was an episode where um, the grandfather of the family passed away and the grandson saw the grandfather in a dream and said, the grandfather said he had to go and he was going to heaven and, and he had to leave them now. And I got to tell you, the old man got to me there. It was, it, I cried my eyes out when I saw that episode. So, you know what? Cry, cry, cry. But when I got into my teenage years... I, I knew that I needed to be tough. Oh, yeah, women don't like guys that cry, right? So I, I, I just made sure I didn't cry. I went in like three, four years probably without crying at all. And I thought that I was doing what was right. Jesus lived sinless. He never committed a sin. He was perfect in every possible way. And yet at this moment, when his friends are hurting, Jesus wept. It's okay to cry. It's okay to have a moment where things are difficult and you're overwhelmed and tears come to your eyes. It, it, it's all right. We aren't living our lives with a God that has no time for us when we're crying. He hears us out and he'll appreciate where we are and come to that level 
And we see that here in this scripture. You see, we need to get to the end of ourselves. And by that, I mean, we need to get to the point where we don't care if people think that we shouldn't cry. Jesus wept. And so can we. He may weep while we sort through our stuff, but when we are ready, he'll be ready for us too, to sort that stuff out. He's so good to us in so many ways. You see, in Isaiah 53, 4, a lot of people say that this is um, further proof that Jesus fulfilled the prophecy by crying. Isaiah 53, 4, it says, Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. We have a God that understands us and that feels what we feel. He gets us, which is why we need to draw closer to him. He isn't a king that just rules but doesn't spend time getting to know us and get us and understand us. I mean, he created us, right? And it's further written that he loves us so much that he collects our tears. Join with me as I read in Psalms 56 verse 8, where it says, You keep track of all of my sorrows. You have collected all of my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. That's how much Jesus, you mean to Jesus. That he collects all of your tears in a bottle. He loves you so much. And he loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus so much that even though he knew he was about to bring Lazarus forth out of the tomb, he still wept. When I first come to know Jesus, I was sitting on a park bench all alone in my hometown. And I looked up the sky and I said, here's the thing, God, here's the thing, Jesus. I want to believe in you. But if I believe in you, this has to be as real of a relationship as possible, which means you have to accept me in my good moments and my bad moments, and I will accept everything about you. And he met me on that every possible way. There have been good moments and there have been not good moments in my life. But through all of it, he has been there for me. He has been there when I'm weeping to hold me up. And I'm telling you right now, no matter what you're going through, no matter where you are in your life, he loves you. He gets you. He understands you. He's okay to weep with you. He wants to spend eternity with you. All you have to do is say, Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. And he will be so close to you. It says in the, in the Bible that he's closer than a brother. And I can say that to be true. This podcast, Breaking Verses Down, BVD, has come as a result of tears shed. It's come as a result of a time in my life which was very, very difficult for me to get through. But I've gotten through it. And he's held on to me and kept me safe. And his Holy Spirit ministers to me. And he has kept every one of the tears that have shed down my face as I've gone through this time of my life. And he's made something good out of it. I'm sure he knew that this podcast was on the other side of all the tears. But he still sat there with me till I got through it with him. He held me up. And I'm so thankful for him. So when you read this scripture, Jesus wept. Realize that this is God showing 
that in his son, there is understanding of where you are. There is similarities in your emotions. He, he was perfect, and yet he shed tears. It's okay to cry. <laughs> it's okay to cry. And that is the main point of this verse. Jesus wept. Powerful, powerful. I'm so thankful that I can share this with you today, and I'm so thankful that you are willing to tune in and listen. Um, the podcast will be happening every two weeks when I will break verses down. I, will, I guarantee every verse that I break down after this one will be a lot longer. <laughs> no kidding, eh? Um, but every two weeks, we're going to break verses down, and I'm just going to pray and be thankful that you guys are here with me to hear this word. And I hope that it has blessed you today, and I'm, I'm just so thankful for it. So, Lord, I just pray a blessing as we go, as we close in prayer here. I just pray a blessing on these people that they would know that you are okay with their emotions and holding their hand through that emotion. God, you're with us. You're closer than a brother. And when we shed tears, when we go through trials and tribulations and moments and seasons in our life, you're with us. And I just pray that we would all understand that and that they would be blessed in you. And uh, I just thank you for revealing this to us, God, so that we can know that you know us in a far greater way. And I give you the glory and I give you the praise, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. So, every two weeks from when this is launched, it will be a new podcast coming out, a new episode. And I'm also excited that coming in the next couple of coming coming in the next couple of months, I should say, is I'll be having some guests to come along with me, some people that are close to me, and and we can have a discussion. And that's another project that I'm working on that'll be a part of this podcast. So look forward to that. So I, I pray again this has blessed you, and I will leave it at that. And as I go, remember, you are God's favorite. Have a good night, or a good day, or wherever you are. Ciao! Like, click, share, if you care.